0: In this episode, I speak to Kerry Watt about PR. We discuss getting started with PR, finding journalists in your industry, tips for being on TV and radio, the power of podcasting and newsjacking. Hi Kerry, thanks so much for joining me
1: today. Hello, thanks for having me.
0: No problem. So, Kerry, I I know you work in PR as a PR coach and trainer, but who
1: do you help, and how do you help them? So, currently, I work with a lot of small businesses. I guess being one myself, I'm kind of just instantly drawn to them. Um, I do, yeah. So, I can do PR for companies, but usually it is more on the training side. So, I'll show uh, company owners, marketing teams, agencies. Um, basically how to land some epic media coverage and elevate, you know, raise their profile, find more clients and use, you know, free media coverage to do some pretty cool stuff.
0: Okay, great. And for marketing professionals who are getting started with PR, what do you think are good reasons to do PR?
1: Oh, some good reasons. Um, Well, I mean, firstly, other than your time, doing PR is completely free. Um, Obviously, time is still, you know, of massive value, but there's no massive costs included. And that's always the initial draw for people when they're like, oh, PR is free. Oh, okay, that's cool. That sort of sparks their interest. But then actually when you're like, well, this is actually what media coverage and getting in the press can actually do for your business after that. And then, yeah, they kind of absolutely love it. So I suppose that's a, a few basic reasons is that there's it's low cost. Um, I, I always say that with the right, you know, expert guidance, anyone can learn to do PR. You know, I've trained people who have absolutely no marketing PR sales, any kind of experience like that. They're quite technical, um, never dabbled in marketing, and they've still been able to pick up stuff and, and kind of do it. So it's kind of open and available and accessible. To everyone, it's free, and um, you can use it to find new clients, investors, you know, all those kind of things. There's, there's so much you can do with it. So, I mean, I'm a bit biased, but you know, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, I think sometimes when it comes to goals, not everybody knows the best goals to go for initially. And um, sometimes there's a bit of trial and error. Are there any ideas that people might have that you think are definitely Bad reasons to do PR like if somebody is looking for a lot of leads quickly, there might be other ways of going about it. are there any other reasons that are I guess red flags if someone says we want to do PR to do this that you think
1: it's a bad idea I think if it's just a tick box exercise and it's just a because like for me I need a goal I need something that that there's a point to all this like are you looking for new clients? Or do you just want some really cool logos in your as seen in, you know, strip of media logos on your website? Like, it, no matter what the goal is, I think there has to be a purpose. So not having any purpose just to, oh, let's just do some PR. And then like, that's, I don't know. I don't always think that's that's the best, you know, strategy for things. I like to have a goal and a, and a reason for doing things. Um, and also massively, like you just said um, in your example, I know I've had multiple clients over the 10 plus years I've been, um, as a self-employed PR person, um, where I'm literally, they're like, was it like last chance saloon type place? You know, they're like, we've got no clients, we've got no money. Um, we need to get some money in immediately. Um, I've sometimes known that, but not always known that that's their situation. And then they kind of, you know, we're working together and like a week in they're like, why aren't we on the BBC? Why haven't we got this? Why haven't we done this? You know, we're failing, we need clients. And I'm like, whoa, like, I can't save your business overnight. (laughs) You know, so that's, if you're in that um, crisis mode of I need to save the business, yes, absolutely, PR can help you. But there kind of has to be, you can't be in like that negative crisis mode, like it's just a bad energy all around, right? So there has to be, Yes, it has to come from a a good place, I think.
0: Yeah, for that crisis energy, um, I've certainly seen companies where they're really struggling and they hear about digital marketing and inbound marketing and they think it's the Holy Grail. So they last (laughs) on thinking it'll save them. It won't. If the company yeah. is in crisis mode, they need a bigger strategy to save them, and then PR and marketing could potentially help. But it's not. It's not going to. Yeah. If um, if the ship is sinking,
1: you need to plug the hole,
0: not get a right. PR
1: person to spin it as a win. Yeah, especially an external person as well, right? Because I don't know the ins and outs of of everything, so. You're not even, you know, as much as you can do a bit of research on a client, you know, it's quite hard to step in at that point and and try and save them when you don't actually know that that's what you're supposed to be doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of hiring people, when should you outsource your PR versus when should
1: you keep it in house, do you think? It really depends on the company. Um, I guess the the size, the resources you have, whether or not you can do it in-house. Um, you know, if you have uh, even just one person internally that, you know, you can get to do it for like an hour a week or, you know, a day a month, like anything, as long as you've got what, at least, you know, one person that can do it. I would say, you know, just get a little bit of training, whether that's some online training, get someone like me to come in for, you know, half a day and just go through it and teach them or um, read some books. You know, there's loads of free information out there as well. Um, so it is something that you could do in-house. It just depends on, you know, that's not everyone's ideal situation some people want to want to do that other people don't there's no like it's like outsourcing anything really there's no like set time that you have to do it I would say if you have the willingness internally and you have the resources ie you know one person that can spare a little bit of time and wants to learn it then that could be fine otherwise you could find an agency to work with or just um Uh, A freelancer, a consultant or a smaller agency doesn't have to be a, you know, 20 grand a month agency in London could be a freelancer that lives down the road from you. Um, there's, There's so many different ways to access PR support. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. And um, you mentioned the BBC earlier, and I know from following you on LinkedIn, you've had amazing wins like um, started working with clients and 24 hours later, they're on the news, they're on the BBC, they're on local radio. How do you get people on
1: um, TV and radio? Well, from a training point of view, I haven't technically done it. I have just given them the tools and given them the tips and tricks to then go and reach out themselves. Um, If it's a PR client that I'm doing that, that I'm physically doing the work, then obviously that is me reaching out. But quite often, those wins that you've just mentioned are people that we've literally just had a one off, um, like strategy call, like just a one hour call that I'll do online. And then I guess, if it's the right type of person, you know, they've they've invested in, you know, a, an hour's time with a PR person, they've taken on board everything I've said, they've, you know, saved all the links or whatever it was that I've sent them and all the tips and tricks that I've written down and passed on to them. And then, you know, they've obviously got the fire inside of them to actually go and implement everything that I've said. So those wins are like, you know, it's all on them. I know I kind of said here you go here's what to do but you know they've actually got to have the um the motivation to then go and do it and it can honestly be as simple as just you know reaching out to a journalist or it could be seeing something on social media you know a producer says hey we're talking about this show Uh, we're talking about this topic on this show tomorrow we need some guests and then you go hey I know about that and then they say oh great tell me more who are you um, It can be as simple as that. You know, there's PR opportunities out there for people to find as well as kind of, you know, cold pitching ourselves to journalists. They're also out there, you know, asking for people. Um, So it's a very long winded way of saying, I've given them advice, they've taken the advice, and they've just gone out there and done it.
0: Okay, great. So they do that themselves, unfortunately. Um, So you mentioned um, going on social media as one way to find journalists. Are there any other tips or tricks you can give um, people to
1: find relevant uh, media people in their industry? So if it's within your industry that you will probably already know, there might be particular Podcasts, radio shows, or or certainly little segments of of various stations or magazines that are, you know, always delivered to yours or your clients' um, offices every month, um, you'll probably have an idea of various media outlets in your industry. Um, Getting featured in them can literally be as simple as opening the magazine and seeing who the editor is oh great it's that that's that's the name right there they sometimes have a staff list you flick through the magazine you can see the writers names um all throughout a newspaper, a magazine, anything like that, you can go on their website and click on staff list or contact us. And quite often they will have a list of people who work for them, as well as all of the job titles and contact details. If their contact details aren't there, because I always say it's best to contact them directly, not to, you know, like an admin at news at Blah, blah, dot com email address. You want to get your business and your idea in front of an actual, you know, person's eyeballs, not just the random, you know, desk person that morning. Um you can just yeah, find like look at the job titles perhaps um you know, maybe you're a new business that's just opened up and you're like, "Oh, we've just opened an office here." You know, look on all the local media websites and find the business editor you know, so make it relevant. Maybe it's you've opened a spa, you want the beauty or leisure editor or something like that. So depending on what your business is, what your story is, what you're looking to get featured, you can sort of tend to find the right person. And it's actually not too tricky. Like I said, you can look on their websites, all this information is readily available to anyone. If you can't find a staff list, and you just don't know who to contact from the website, you can certainly go on social media and type in the job title, you know, editor, and then type the magazine name, or the newspaper name. And it will just pop up, you know, all the staff or anyone who's who works at that place. And quite often, on social media, the individual journalists will have their email addresses in their profile, or they'll say DM me for a story, or they'll put a post or a tweet or whatever out saying, hey, this is my job, these are the things I write about. If you've got a story, email me here. So with a little bit of digging, you can find these people quite easily.
0: Yeah. Um, certainly earlier in my career I used to be shy about that um, but I lost that quickly Um, if you have a newsworthy story uh, particularly if it's in a niche area um, find some relevant or newsworthy websites in that sector and yeah just reach out to people on LinkedIn Mm. I find to be very very good because they know you're a real person Um, but it's literally Mm -hmm. just a matter of reaching out to them and like that I, I was shyer because I thought oh gosh they're going to be angry they're going to do this they don't um the most negative thing would be like thanks but no thanks and even that, that's, not, that's not bad at all but yeah. most of the time you get a yes because these yeah. people are looking for news and they're looking for stuff that isn't anywhere else so if you're bringing it to them it makes their job a lot easier and of course if you've already done the work if you have like a press release written or a press page um you've made their job a lot easier for them too
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. And when you do get that yes from them, so say you've introduced something and then they say, yeah, we're really interested, you know, be the best podcast guest you can or be the best, you know, expert um, comment person that they've ever had, you know, respond to their emails quickly, send them your headshot, send them everything that they've asked for. Or even if they didn't ask for it, just say, hey, here's my bio and headshot if you need it, you know, just send them everything that you can, and that they've asked for in a timely manner, you know, and when the piece goes out, whether that's a podcast episode, or it's your face in a newspaper, um, anything like that, you know, you can keep you know, you share that across your own newsletters, social media, all that kind of thing. So you're kind of promoting, um, you know, that writer, that media outlet as well. And just, I don't know, it's just nice. And after you've been featured somewhere, you know, so just send them a little message, you know, an email saying, hey, great to talk to you. Thanks for the phone interview earlier. Looking forward to seeing the piece. Or whenever it comes out, you can just say, hey, I've seen this is out today. Thanks so much. It was great to talk to you. If you need anyone else in the future, I'd love to chat again. You know, and just just be I don't know I just I just think that's good you know just being a nice human but I think it definitely from a journalist point of view because I am also a journalist as well I'm kind of half PR half journalist now um from a journalist point of view like like you've said bringing them the story helps absolutely but anything you can do after that to help them and make their life easier is is just so much better and people who do respond and are helpful um and not you know, constantly asking random questions and taking up their time is that, you know, they're going to remember that in a good way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, People buy from people. So it pays to build Mm. relationships. If you go that little one step further, they'll remember you and they'll be more inclined to help
1: next time and vice versa. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for instance, like a couple of, I think it was a couple of years ago now, actually, it was um, like during COVID and lockdowns and things, I was on um, uh, one of the BBC radios, sort of talking about like the self employed grants and like, who was going to get it who wasn't and stuff. And it was literally just a random, you know, I was asked to be on and I was like, Yeah, okay, you know, I've got nothing else to do. That's fine. I'd love to, you know, talk about it. And then before I knew it, like, I had BBC, I think, Radio 2, Radio 4, Radio 5, like, web, the web, loads of websites were contacting me. I think just because I'd spoken to one, they had just gone, oh, we need a voice in self-employment, let's call Kerry. Um, and because, you know, I'd shown up on time, I'd sent a voice clip when I was asked, I turned up live to an interview, you know, I did a TV one as well, like all these different things. But because I, you know, showed up, I did what I was asked, super quick um I was really polite and all those kind of things you know I obviously stayed in their little black book of right when we need a self-employed person let's just call her and it was just it just kind of snowballed really and I know that's an example of me and not a client but it was just such a good example of how you know you do one good job but just one media opportunity can turn into so many more afterwards
0: yeah, yeah. Um, that's incredible. And in terms of being on the radio or on TV, do you have any
1: advice
0: for people who are about to be on either and are feeling a little nervous?
1: <laughs> do you know, I, uh, this is weird. Okay. So I actually love this question because I love it when my clients are genuinely scared, like when they're, um when, if they're about to go on the radio, certainly because not many clients want to do TV I'll be honest it's like the least favorite of all of them um and yeah and it's really funny because I'm always like I'll send a little text you know that day and say oh good luck for later you know but I don't kind of want to intrude you know but then you know 10 minutes before they're supposed to go in the studio they'll like ring me and they're like Kerry oh my god what do I do why am I here I want to go home and I have to kind of talk them off the ledge a little bit bless them Mm -hmm. um which sounds weird that I enjoy my clients being stressed out, but I I love that I'm the person that they ring. (laughs) Um, I think the main thing is, is just remembering why you're there. Quite often people are engaging with the media, usually in a work-related manner, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, sharing a piece of advice, maybe a bit of your business journey, something like that. It's usually work-related. If it's personal, it's fine. But I think this example works better with you know if it's a worky thing it's just kind of remembering why you're there you know coming back to that whole reason your main goal for doing all the pr um and i always say when people go on uh, the radio i mean it could be a podcast as well but i suppose with radio and tv is put together a key message right what's the one thing that you want to get across in this interview and that could be as simple as your new product you know I want to mention our new product. Or it could be, I want to mention this um, this charity thing that we've done, which is why we're here. You know, whatever it is, whatever your one thing is that you want to get across in that interview, just keep coming back to that. You know, that's the reason you're there. Even if you're like in the interview and you fumble and you don't know what to say, just bring everything back to that key message. But certainly when you're feeling nervous before, I always just say, just come back to that, you know, that reason why. And even uh, depending on your personality, I mean, I've done this before when I've been super nervous before going on camera, is I will just have to like just ignore everyone and go take myself off and just go, you know, hide in a toilet for five minutes and just kind of do some, you know, breathing or like put some meditation music on in my ears and just to kind of slow my heart rate down because that's what like makes me not be able to think or speak is like, cause my heart's racing my hands are shaking and all that kind of thing. So I think as soon as I've kind of calmed myself down and those two things have gone, I can then kind of think straight. Um. So, yeah, so I suppose calling someone, getting someone to help, you know, talk you off the metaphorical ledge, um, doing some deep breathing and just remembering why you're there. Um, you can also over-prepare as well. That actually used to make me too nervous, because I'd be Mm -hmm. like, oh, God, you know, I've written this script. What if I can't remember it? So I just don't do that anymore. I think just have that one key message. It's not too much to forget. You can't forget. Well, I mean, you could forget one thing, but hopefully you won't. Um, And just keep coming back to that. That's a very long winded answer. I apologise. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no um it's great so um remember your why um it's funny you yeah. say about being over scripted um I once did video testimonials for um a business I was uh, working with and um the people that um were given the testimonials were unbelievably professional they were esteemed in their industries but they had no experience of marketing or PR so um <laughs> one of them remember had a script and it was a wonderful script and he learned it line by line unfortunately when he was doing the video um, when people are remembering their lines they tend to look off to the side oh, every yes. time he yeah. said anything he was looking off to the side I'd ask a question he'd look off to the side so yeah. when I was watching the video back it looked like there was someone standing off camera yeah 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 With like a gun or something saying you better answer this correctly or else you'll be in trouble so um <laughs> the script yeah. is great but um it's better to think on the fly and when you speak from your heart you know what's there anyway so if you do flub a line
1: no one's going to notice this anyway I hope <laughs> no no absolutely that's the thing no one knows if you've said something yeah. wrong or you've forgotten to say something um and it's trickier, obviously, when you're in a studio, and you're on camera, in the sense of like, you don't have your notebook right next to you, you know, unless you have something on the palm of your hand, and even then someone's going to catch it. Um, but I like if I'm doing something like right now, I'm I'm on my laptop at home, right? So if I I haven't, but if I wanted to, and what I have done in the past is I've just literally put sticky notes right underneath the camera, to remember my key message so I'm staring at the camera my eyes are at the camera they can't no one knows that I've got you know a little sticky note right there that says say this you know this is this is the one thing that you need to do Um, because it can happen quite often you know you're chatting away chat 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 just like you know I remember doing it you know in job interviews years ago you go off on a tangent you're like oh my god What did they ask me? I literally have no idea what they just said. So just, I just (laughs) still, my post-it note and just just bring it back to that. And then hopefully they'll move on. Yeah and
0: um I'm sure this hasn't happened in a long time but have you ever had an experience say earlier in your career where you were in a radio or a TV interview and you just did something terrible and really embarrassing and you wanted the ground to
1: swallow you up? Um, How did you get out of it? I yeah absolutely that has happened to me. So I would say just from a like personally I always hated public speaking. I can Stand on stage and like present an award in front of a thousand people, but ask me to stand and you know give a talk i I just can't do it physically like it's like hell on earth. um so when I first started doing more media that you know that was live BBC TV, you know it was like terrifying, and I do remember like sat on the sofa just before the camera came over, like honestly, just wanting to run away. I was just so frightened. And I, and then they started the interview. And I sort of like fumbled there's like this hilarious, obviously, my sister was watching and took photos of it, which is hilarious, of me just like looking really gormless, where it's really I'm like, petrified. Um, And I just said, I've never watched this particular bit back, because it was just really uncomfortable. I just I think I just said something really random. It probably wasn't that bad but to me i felt like exactly like you said i just wanted the world to swallow me up and i just wanted to go home and hide under a duvet for a week it wasn't no one else noticed it was just me being you know nervous um but what i did in that moment and i was so proud of it and i have since then done the same thing when i have you know tried to you know face my fear of public speaking is in that in that moment i thought right what's more important me looking like a fool on national telly or my fear of public speaking and the fear of looking silly and like messing up was was higher than my nerves and instantly in that moment I was able to just you know shut that down and just think right I you know I've I'm just gonna crack on and do it and I it, I had to, I was like, I'm picking it, you know, on, on the way home in the train. And I was like, what the hell happened? Like, that was awful. And then somehow, like, rose like a phoenix. Like, it was fine. What the hell happened? And then I finally realized it was it was just like that instant choice in the moment of like, do I want to look like a Wally or not? And I was like, no, I really don't. So I'm just going to ignore that. And And then it went great. Oh that's a great story. Thank thanks so much for
0: reliving that uh with us today. <laughs> um it's incredible. I think sometimes when we make a mistake we want to correct it. So a lot yes. of people that's what happens. That's why you keep on digging. If you say something wrong and then you try and explain what it meant but it didn't really mean anything and then you stay going and going. So it's incredible he had the foresight to say no, pretend it didn't happen just yeah. move. Yeah on. yeah. <laughs> Great. And we touched on podcasts and I know you have a really great um business podcast, which is definitely worth listening to. Um I think um I personally have gotten a lot out of it. It's fantastic. Um oh, great. From from a PR perspective, do you think it's useful for people to um speak on other people's podcasts to build their own thought leadership?
1: Oh, so much that so. yeah, I feel so strongly about that. I think it's such an incredible way to get your name out there. But also it's really good practice as well. Really good practice. If you're nervous about uh, speaking, you know, in a live situation, whether that's at an event or it is with the media, you know, radio, telly, anything like that. And that is something you want to do. Obviously you don't have to do those things, but if it's something you want to do and you're just not confident enough yet, I feel like podcasts are a really good way to, to practice um speaking you know whether that's uh, on camera or just the audio and just just kind of practicing your topic of interest i suppose as well if you've got you know one or two things that you talk about all the time um podcasts are a great way to just keep practicing that speech you know what is your five step process or all those kind of things i think podcasts are incredible also because you can do them from anywhere you don't need to travel to london to be in a tv studio you don't need to you know even travel half an hour to your local town to be on in the radio studio you can just do them anywhere i'm at home this morning i've done the school run i've come home had a leisurely breakfast and then come to chat to you like what an amazing morning for me um because i've not had to you know you don't have to travel anywhere which is a massive barrier for a lot of people um, You can also access so many more people. You know, you can talk to people, you can be on a podcast in Australia, if you want to, you can just be on millions of different shows, can't you? I just, there's so many reasons that being on podcasts are incredible, other than you get in front of new audiences. There's, there's just so many incredible reasons, isn't there?
0: Yeah yeah there's a lot um it's a platform for you to speak to build your own thought leadership to network and and to meet new people um but especially i think if somebody wants to work with you or if you want to work with someone and they have a podcast it's great to listen to a few episodes and find out what they're about it can save you a lot of time instead of say doing discovery calls or reading a lot yeah listen to one 30 minute episode you'll learn a lot more I think about the person their personality their expertise than you would um, with endless amount of research
1: yeah you're absolutely right and you know someone in a discovery call is going to be in a different mode than just oh, the mic's on, let's go for it. Let's record a podcast. It's a different kind of vibe. Um, Not that people are always sleazy on sales calls or discovery calls, not at all, but it's a different. Like you say, you just get to know them better in a podcast. Honestly, I can't tell you how much money I have spent over the last couple of years from buying stuff from people who have been on podcasts. So like, I'll be listening to a chat 10 minutes in like i'm loving it it's really enjoyable and then they'll mention their book and i'm like oh okay so while the podcast is still on i'm now on amazon google you know or google like trying to find their book or their whatever it is that they've mentioned and i've bought it and it's on its way to me tomorrow before the interview is even finished so it is an incredible platform whether you're a host or you just go and guest on other people's um as you know to get in front of people but also to you know it it absolutely will help your business from a sales point of view as well because you know you get people like me that will just buy your stuff
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's true too um so one other thing i wanted to ask you about was newsjacking what yes. is newsjacking
1: okay so in a nutshell it's basically if it's You jumping in on a topical news story. So, for instance, if something, you know, you wake up, you're eating breakfast, you put the news on, and there's a story, something's happened with, like, in the education sector, say. So there's a big news, whether it's the prime minister's done something, the education secretary, or someone high up has said something, maybe there's a new law, anything like that. If you are a teacher, a head teacher you work in a school or you're a parent anything like that you know you're kind of involved you can now jump in on that story so you could contact your local bbc radio station or your local itv station and just say hey i'm a head teacher at blah blah school um i've seen this news if you need someone to cover like as an expert as um to comment on the story today just give me a call. Here's my number. Um, I'd love to talk to you. You know, that's just one example. But if there's something in the news currently that you can jump in on, um, of course, you can create your own content and become your own little newsroom doing your own stuff. But to engage with the media, you can jump in and offer yourself to become part of the news cycle, really.
0: Wow, that's incredible. So if you're reading a, a, the newspaper, try and find something that's in some way applicable to you
1: or your business, and then you mm. can get involved in the story yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, It's one of my favorite things to do with clients. They uh, We've got so much media coverage for that, because especially if it's a hot topic, even if it's national news, so the example I just used, say education, which would affect the whole nation, um, Mm -hmm. you can still jump in at a local level. So of course, all your big news outlets nationally are going to be covering it, but so will all your local area ones as well. So it might be the local paper that puts their own spin on it, you know, here's the national news, but what does that mean for our town? What does that mean for our area? So they're still going to be covering it as well. So you can do, you can jump in on things, you know, whether that's a website, your local media, national. There's just there's so many opportunities there.
0: Incredible. OK, great. So thanks so much for joining us today. It was a real pleasure to speak to you and the insights were really useful.
1: Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure.
0: And finally, if somebody wants to get in touch with you for a PR training or a coaching, um, how would they do so?
1: I would say come and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Kerry L Watt. That's the letter L in the middle. Google likes it. Um so yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn or just go to kerrylwatt.co.uk. Thanks for
0: tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow, like and share. You can get in touch by visiting the website wittybanter.com That's witty-banter.com or follow Witty Banter on LinkedIn to get updates as they happen.